You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Lacrosse Boots. So here's what Lacrosse has recently done. They've taken their 100 plus years of experience to create a new line of lace-up hunting boots called the Navigator Series. Now the Navigator Series comes in two options, the Atlas for men and the Windrose for both men and women. Now if you want to find out more about their high-quality awesome boots, you need to go to lacrossefootwear.com. Welcome folks to the Freshwater Bite Podcast, your source for everything freshwater fishing. I'm your host, Lee Kleino, and on this podcast, you will hear from diehard anglers like yourself, the backstories of those anglers, techniques they use, gear reviews, and everything in between. So if you like fishing, turn it up because this episode's about to kick off right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You are listening to episode number 29 here. And hope you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are, uh, you know, staying cool out there with all this hot heat blowing its way through uh, the Midwest. And you guys are able to spend some time on the water. This will be my last podcast I do about uh, my trip down to ICAST 2019. I wanted to circle back and do one more podcast with Matt Bain um, in regards to what we have seen down there product-wise and what products stuck out to us the most. And we put together a list of about 10 or so products that we think are going to be something that you guys are going to want to check out. Now, just to be transparent with you, I am not affiliated with any of these companies that we're reviewing. Matt is on staff for a few, but he did not pick these companies to review. I did. And like I said, I'm not sponsored. I am not uh, you know, being paid to talk about any of these products. These are personally my opinion and um you know i bring matt in here to give his opinion as well because he was the one going down there with me and uh you know kind of going around and seeing all the different products but what you guys will see here basically the big theme is uh the trolling motors that were launched by garmin um, lawrence and motor guide also released a new one as well but we didn't talk about that one but with the Lowrance and the Garmin units, the big thing is a brushless, quiet motor. Um, the other thing that we get into is the power source of this, which is produced by another company. And they're coming out with lithium ion uh, trolling motor batteries that are going to be more efficient and give you a lot more um, power down the, lo- down the road and longer lasting trolling motors. Uh, so here we go. All right. Matt Bain joins us here on the podcast. Matt, what's up, buddy? Not much, buddy. What's going on? Nothing much. I wanted to get you back on here just so that we could do one more podcast and kind of close out our experience uh, this year, 2019 at iCast. Um, I wanted to talk about it before, uh, A, it slipped our minds of, uh, you know, everything fresh in the in the front of our minds of what we've seen down there but also to have folks be on the lookout if there's things that they want to you know purchase or look into to either get use out of uh this freshwater season still open water and uh before we get into ice because it'll be here before you know it yeah the uh the year of the trolling motor uh was uh big down there yeah it was like a battle so like everyone had their 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 trolling motors on display and what we mean by that is companies who are diving into the trolling motor motor market so it's not like you know the uh the uh motor guides or the 
um, and Coda's. I mean, we, we all know those names tried and true, but some new ones like Garmin came out with one in Lowrance and we'll get into kind of the, the pearls and what we thought of them. Um, cause we actually got to, uh, you know, play around with them a little bit down there at the show and, uh, they seem to attract a lot of attention. Absolutely. It was definitely the talk of the show. Yep. All right. So before we get into that, uh, you know, if anyone's listening to this and they're not familiar with what iCast is, basically it's a gathering, the national, probably the biggest gathering of both freshwater and saltwater uh, fishing industries from the side of, you know, retail uh, products, um, you know, just everything, all technologies coming together at once on display where you can kind of go around for folks who are in the industry to see what's coming out. And, uh, you know, basically it's a great way to, um, I'd say stay connected within the industry too, especially if you're, if, if you're, you know, attached to it in some capacity. Yeah, it actually started out uh, where it, the buyers for all the big companies would all get together in one spot, walk the aisles, and then start uh, placing orders for next year's uh, for next year's gear. Right. And now, um, and, it, and now it's, it's like amazing. a dog and pony show almost. Yeah, it, it's it's like how do you top next next guy is basically what it is, and it, it, for us, it's amazing just to, to see all the the evolution of everything. It, it's incredible. Yeah. It, you know what? I kind of like it too, because I mean, obviously there's, there's, there's companies there that are, you know, that have competitors and things like that, but it's always up in the bar and pushing, um, you know, us as anglers to help work with companies to push technologies, uh, you know, to the next level and, you know, a, improve our efficiency on the water. That's a great, yeah, I, I definitely competition is, is definitely in our favor with all this stuff. Yeah. And you know, and it's kind of cool to see like the Bluetooth or the, um, you know, the app side of thing kind of come over to fishing as well. So like whatever technologies are, are, are newer, even in your everyday life, whether it be with your phone, you know, um, AI, whatever it is, all that kind of stuff carries over into, you know, all aspects of life. But now fishing is the fishing industry starting to jump on some of those technologies as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, technology is king these days and the fishing world is definitely taking notice and it, it's coming at us. Yeah. Our boats are slowly turning into like mobile computers. You know, you, you actually was, was talking to a group down there uh, that I thought was pretty cool. They had the, tur- the, the tournaments and it was all controlled through, through your phones. And then you also had the, uh, the input um, from your boat that goes into it. Yeah. I'm, blanking on the name of them right now yeah i'm gonna do a, i'm gonna do a podcast with him because the 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 creator and i i think his name is john and i talked we were gonna do one but anyways yeah, that was super cool yeah um, so basically what it does it, whatever what it is is once i find the name of the company I'll, I'll i'll shout them out but or link to them in the show notes but basically it tracks everything that's going on on your boat so it's like you know not only your fish catches but it's also like the amount of fuel efficiency that you're getting, the wind that day, the weather coming in, um, you know, it takes into your fuel capacity, how many RPMs you were going at, and it takes all this stuff into configuration. And it also, it, it can do so much more like um, the, the tournaments we're using it to to, to uh, monitor your fish catches, right? Oh, yeah, and I believe it was also linked with your social media also. Yes. Yeah, so that that one's pretty cool. Once I figure out the name of it, I'll uh, 
I'll link yeah. back to it. But Totally drawing a blank on that one. Yeah, me too. Our brains were fried after being down there all week. But <laughs> let's get into... We, so basically what Matt and I are going to do, we came up with a list of 10 or so um, items, products that we thought were pretty cool and something that you guys might want to check out as listeners. And I will uh, have all the website links and all that kind of stuff in the show notes as we at, at the end of this. But let's just start with the uh, the Lakewood Marine stuff. Uh, yeah, so the Lakewood, um, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I, this what this is is tackle bags, um, and it's just organization for your boat. Uh, and this is something that I struggled with having a boat in Canada and back in Syracuse where I live. Uh, I'm constantly bringing gear and rods back and forth. And when I saw this, this excited me. Um, so there were two cases. There was the Magnum case and then the uh, lure, the lure locker case. Um, the Magnum case uh, was something that holds a bunch of uh, 3,700 um boxes. Um, and it basically uh, what they do is they slide into these compartments and then you zip it all up and, you know, it, it protects everything and um, – pretty cool design it, it was a um it was a uh was it was like a nylon ballistic um outside um and the inside was an abs plastic so super durable uh soft on the outside um and they float uh with another key thing too you know god forbid that all your tackle goes overboard and you, you know you don't want that in the bottom of the lake yeah, the cool thing is that, like you said, it floats, but it kind of comes into this. So, like your your hard plastic cases that you organize all your lures in goes into like like you were saying, like this carrying cases, and you can kind of organize it on your boat that way, um, you know. And it keeps everything really organized. The other, the other, they got other products too. Like they've got um, planer board racks that you can mm-hmm. that you can use to screw into your boat pedestal jars they've got um they got lure caddies they got lure lockers they've got cool stuff for ice fishing too so if you guys like some of their products uh in the open water they've got an ice fishing pole caddy um they, they also I, I they believe they got it they get the hunting too so they got bow cases and gun cases um and then uh what i thought was cool was the uh all the, the crank um the crankbait cases because that's something that there's not a good way to store those things um, but this was kind of, that system was kind of cool with the individual, uh, pockets. And then they had that little tool that, that comes with it to, 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 to pull them out. Yeah. What was that tool that, I mean, like, so, okay. So for example, if you ever had your crankbaits fall down into the bottom of your case, the ones that are kind of like stacked up or like hanging vertically, this pole would reach down in there and grab them. Yes. Yep. Sweet. Okay, so yeah, check that one out from lakewoodproducts.com. And when you guys are on there, you can go to other things too, like their firearms, their archery stuff, and they've got one for fishing. Just click on that and you can go through all their stuff. And also if you follow uh, Walleye Pro Max Wilson, he does a lot of tutorials on them and he's using them in his boat this year as well. So you can check them out there as well. Yeah, he's actually the person I saw that had them originally. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Okay, going on to the next product would be over at the Striker uh, booth. Now everybody knows Striker as this, you know, Striker Ice, all their great, you know, floating um, ice suits and things like that. And now they're starting to venture out into other areas uh, of open water. And the first thing up that we have on our list is the Striker Evolve suit. Yeah, I actually have have this uh, suits for, geez, I think um, 
that came out about two or three months ago. And I, I tell you, it's the the greatest uh, suit I've ever had for rain gear. Uh, I've used it everywhere from the Rainy River when it was snowing out. Uh, didn't expect that to come um, in the spring, but it was snowing and windy and had no problem with that. And then uh, I've used it when it was 95 and pouring rain. And it's it's amazing how, how breathable it is and waterproof. So the, the key technology here and the reason why I was – really drawn to is a that you had one and so many other people that i know have one now but like you said you can use it to block the the wind and like the freezing rain and stuff like that and it'll not only keep you dry but you know warm as well and then when you get into the the warmer days i think the big thing here is the breathability so you, you touched on it a little bit but like if you're out there and it's a muggy morning and it's you know it's it's raining and you know right when that sun starts to come out it's still going to be um, have that breathability enough to keep you somewhat cool and you're not going to just sit there and start to sweat after you just got poured on with a bunch of rain. Yeah, and what they're using is an event technology, which is uh, basically like a Gore-Tex type, type of, type of, uh, type of uh, technology that goes into the suit. Um, and what, what's super nice about it is they had a display down there where they had uh, you know basically air being pushed uh, through the, uh, the, la- the, the fabric layer and there was it was water on top of it, and the air would come out, but the water wasn't coming through. It was a pretty cool display they had there. Yeah, that, there's I've actually got a video of that. I might be able to throw it up on my social after this of of the air bubbles coming through and the water still sitting on top and not per, you know going through and uh, getting to the other side. So um, what's cool about that is the technology of that. You know, I remember when I was a kid. You know, we had basically trash bags we put over ourselves or ponchos and you know that was cutting edge back then and you know now we have all these these suit options yeah but you would always sweat though when you had those that stuff on it was awful you felt like a felt like you're steamed alive yeah so like you had rain coming in on top of you and then you were melting underneath because you were so hot too so it's yeah it's a clammy feeling yeah exactly um, the other thing that Striker is starting to get into is the um, like the SPF shirts, which is going to protect you from the sun, keep you safe, all that from uh, uh, you know skin damage and all that kind of stuff. And they have something called the High Tide shirt. Yeah, which is super comfortable. Uh, I've been wearing these pretty much exclusively all summer. Um, they've got a hoodie attached to it, and also. Um, the gator uh, snapped out of it. So, you know, if you didn't want to wear that, you could just pop it right off. Um, but super breathable. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a SPF 50 rating on it. Um, most comfortable shirt I've had, I, I've worn, ever worn. Yeah, it's, I mean, you'll, you know, just like everybody kind of sees like, you know, the, the Columbia's or the Sims and all that kind of yep. stuff. They have those like really loose fitting um, you know, sun shirts. Now Stryker's got one too. And if you like the technology and the quality, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing to me is the quality that Stryker has proven itself into, or with the ice gear, they're now starting to bring that over into some of the open water gear and it, they're not letting us down. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah, they're definitely evolving. They've got, um, you know, they've got the graveyard shirt that came out this year also. And then next year coming out with a few other, uh, uh, shirts and, and other rain gear yep. set up. Yep, and all that kind of stuff that we just talked about is actually on their website at strikerbrands.com. Um, that's S-T-R-I-K-E-R. And uh, it kind of talks about some of that, uh, the the technology with the Evolve suit um, and the event technologies and stuff like that. So go check that out. Next one up 
uh, so I've been thinking about this one. It's called Go Fish Cams. And, you know, here's how I'm going to relate it. Everyone has, or not everyone, but a lot of folks have cameras, underwater cameras for ice fishing. And you can kind of see like how lures or how fish react to different lures and, you know, whether they're interested and things like that. This Go Fish Cam is something that hooks onto your your line that you're that you're trolling with or whatever and it's a camera that shoots down at your bait and you can see the fish come in and strike your bait and or come and take a look and follow that lure as you're trolling and then it takes off and you can kind of review this footage to give you an idea a not only what the fish are interested in and what how they're reacting to the lures that you're throwing in front of their face but you can also see a lot of the structure that's down there as well and how the fish are relating to the structure yeah, and you know, what's funny, I was just talking to um, Alex McScott from JT this weekend, um, and he was fishing the AIM tournament, and he was dropping one down uh, to check out the structure, because uh, they were fishing basically over structure, structure all weekend. Um, but it, the, the uses, there's so many of them for these, these fish cameras, you know. I, you know, I shoot video for, you know, Stryker and JT and Markham and a few other companies. And it's so cool to have that B-roll of, of a fish hitting that lure uh, for these videos. Um, and they're so clear, you know, you, you know, they'll shoot the 1080 um, for like a, for a few hours uh, with no problem at all. Yeah. And the retail price on it really is not too bad either. It's like 250 bucks or something like that. And, 240 i think it is yeah yeah 240 and you can go to their website at gofishcam.com and you can check out a not only all the 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 footage that they've recorded and they have but any of these videos that you're seeing um you know if, if you're someone who likes to uh you know film their adventures out on the water and things like that this is just one aspect that you can add to your arsenal to make your videos more entertaining to your audience or or, or whoever or the reasons why you're making the videos because yeah, it's basically a, a GoPro um, attached to your fishing line. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. super slim and doesn't seem to bother the fish at all. Yeah, and I've been running, I've been trolling with it for for Lakers the past uh, you know, probably past month, and it's it's not really bothering you know the cowbells or anything. Um, so I'm not noticing any difference in them. So it's pretty cool to, to be able to view this, um, you know, especially in real time. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some things that you're probably going to have to play around with it on, you know, if, if you've got it on your line and you're pulling bottom bouncers with, you know, blade baits or I'm sorry, spinners and stuff like that for a while, yeah, you know, if it's that not, would be affected. Yeah. yeah. If it's not shaking or if it's not spinning, um, you know, you might have to play with it a little bit, but for the most part, I think it works pretty damn good. And it's pretty cool technology, especially if you're one of those people that are really techie or in the cameras and recording and stuff like that. I kind of like that one. Agree. That is uh, gofishcam.com. Uh, the next one is a fire disc for all the folks who like to cook or catch them and cook them right away. And you, you're kind of more into this than I was, but talk a little bit about the fire disc. Yeah, I'm I'm super into the shore meals and uh, you know getting the guys together and or the, the families together and, and you know cooking out and you know camp campsite and stuff uh so i saw this thing from basically a mile away and ran to it down there um what it is is it, it's a it, it's a pedestal that folds up uh flat uh made out of i think it was aluminum wasn't it yeah i think so too it, i mean it's super durable it's super durable you know it, it's um fold in, fold up and down with no tools 
uh, come in, it came at a few different uh, heights. Um, so yeah, I think it was 36 to 24 inch height. Uh, but the cool part about this was the the, the actual cooking uh, surface that this thing has. Um, you cook. You basically do all your cooking in the center, and as you're cooking, you push everything up on the sides of this um, of the uh, skillet, and it'll, it'll stay warmer because uh, there's def- there's different heat zones as you're getting away from the burner. Um, so everything stays warm, and you can still just keep adding food to the center of it. Yeah, it's kind of like if you guys imagine like a huge big wok with on a stand. And when the flames like underneath it and you can throw all the oil, do you, like you said, bring your shore lunch and this thing packs up at the end of the day and is very, um, portable to throw in your boat. If you're doing those shore lunches, um, they had photos down there of guys doing it on, on the ice for ice fishing. So you could have yeah. it outside your shack as you're catching the perch or the walleye or whatever, what have you, you can throw it right on the fryer and, and cook it up right there and it folds up really nice. And like I said, getting back to earlier, it's super durable. It's not like you have to baby this thing around. Um, like some of the other cookers that you have, the, you know, kind of like the camp, um, cook tops and things like that. that are kind of a little bit more flimsy. And I think, you know, you get a little bit of snow on the burner or something like that. They don't really light very well. This thing is heavy duty and, uh, and can take a beating, um, out in the wild and, and on your fishing excursions. Pretty cool. Yeah. I think the guy actually shows a video where they were tossing them in the back of cars and, you know, back of snowmobiles. And it's, it was super impressive, especially for somebody who, who camps a lot or does the shore meals. Um, you know, a guide would, this would be perfect for them. Yeah. And that is, uh, you guys can catch that over at firediskcookers.com. And that's D I S C. So discookers.com. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Check it out. I like that one a lot. Um, okay. Getting into the next one, which I thought was cool was the, some of you folks might've seen it already, but you can kind of see that a lot of the, um, uh, filleting knives that, uh, you know, kind of the electrical filleting knives that you had in the past are now moving over to the lithium ion stuff. So the nice thing about that is, you know, the, the one that really impressed us was the bubble blade, the lithium ion bubble blade. Uh, it's cordless. Uh, it's pretty decently priced, I think at 190 and that actually comes with three different, uh, blades. If I, if I remember correctly, no, it was five, it was five blades, five blades. Okay. Five yeah. blades for 190 and two was that, did you get two batteries with it? Yeah, you get two batteries, uh, the case. Um, so I did the seven inch, uh, seven and nine inch tapered flex, a seven and nine inch stiff flex and then a 12 inch flex or a stiff knife. Sorry. And it all comes in one one case. Everything's nice and organized in there, so you're not gonna you know lose a finger when you open the case up. Yeah. So basically, that'll take care of all different types of species that you're going for, whether it's panfish or the larger uh, salmon things like that. You can pack one case. You've got two batteries, and you know it, you've got the same quality and the sharpness that you you expect out of the bubble blade. And it has, if you like that ergonomic handle. Uh, in the feel of a regular bubble blade, it's got the same kind of handle on the lithium ion power one. Yeah. Um, so it's got the non slip grip. Yeah. I actually, so I actually bought this, uh, just recently I bought this and a, just a regular fillet knife from them. And I love these things. Um, you know, your hands get slimy and, st- and you know, wet, you know, and that, that grip just seems to get tackier as it goes along. 
Yeah. And you're not trying to plug it into, you know, try, find an outlet or plug it into the, you know, you have to get an adapter, like plug it into your car and things like that. You can just drop the tailgate uh, or just be out in your boat, flay it up right there. Yep. And, uh, you know, you're good to go. I, I was super impressed with that. I mean, there's other companies out there that have some, but if you like the quality of like the bubble blades with the, the high carbon stainless steel coated stuff and it's corrosion resisted, it's, you know, it's, you, you get a great warranty with it too as well. So the bubble. Yeah, blades. I've used them all. And this one is pretty nice. It is definitely rates pretty high on my list of, I've, I've had them all and I've broken all of them. So, well, if you think about it, everything's going towards lithium. So if you look at the augers and things like that from the winter time from, for your power augers, your ice augers, now that you've got things like this where it's, it's portable lithium ion blades, everything's going to it. So you can use it all, t- you know, all throughout the year too. You don't just have to use it in the open water. You can use it during the ice season as well. Oh yeah. That's actually why I have mine because we, we do a lot of perch fishing out here, you know, and you get into a you know, hundred perch or something. You don't want to be doing that by hand. Right. Okay. Getting on to, the, Oh, I want to talk about a product that I thought was cool. And I think it launched this spring at the Bassmaster Classic, but I could be wrong. But they had it down. It was my first time seeing it in person. It was the, it's a fishing line by Power Pro, and it's called the Moonshine Braid, and it glows in the dark with a, with the black light. And I thought anybody listening to this podcast that likes to fish at night, there's a lot of walleye guys that like to fish at night, um, or whatever you're going for. If it's you know catfish things like that. And you like to fish with braid for these species. This one is pretty cool. It glows in the dark and you can see it. And the other reason why I liked it as well is if you're in an ice fishing shack and you, you know, your, your braids not freezing up onto your, onto your reel or anything like that. And you got heat in there. It, it, you can turn the kind of, you know, you turn the lights out and do the, some night fishing at night for, for fish on the ice as well and still see your line in the hole and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty cool for that application as well. And that's by power pro. The only thing is you just, you know, you got to remember to bring your black light, but, and it's called, uh, the moonshine braid line. And it starts at eight pounds tests and goes all the way up to 65 pound. So you can use it as your main line. Um, you know, for ice fishing and even in open water at the eight pound and still tie off to, uh, some fluorocarbon leaders if you wanted to go lighter for ice fishing or what have you, but just the visibility and, you know, it might make, especially if you're, if you like to troll like crankbaits with, with braid or anything like that at night, um, you know, can you help keep your lines organized and see where your lines are out and away from your boat and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool. I'm trying to still trying to figure out how I missed that, but yeah, I'm, that's pretty cool. I think it won best line down at ICAST this year. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 2019 award winner. I'm on their website right now. It's definitely a cool uh, idea. Yep. All right, now we can get into the meat and potatoes of what ICAST meant, I guess, to us down there, which was the big, the big buzz was all of the trolling motors coming out and the technologies behind that. And I guess before we get into the trolling motors, you want to talk a little bit about what the future is to fuel these bad boys. Yeah, we could do that. I, I love the uh, the fueling part of it aspect. The the power source. Yeah, so uh, I've been kind of front and center with this. You know, I staff for Markham, so the shuttle was was a huge uh, 
leap forward in the ice fishing world having that uh which is basically it's a holder for your um your fish finders and flashers uh and it runs off a lithium battery usb ports on it lights all that good stuff all in one unit um you know and now you've got companies like energized outdoors um the other one is Dakota that, you know, have come out with, with, um, lithium batteries to, to power basically everything. Um, you know, down in, uh, down in ICAST, we ran into this, this company called lithium pros, uh, they actually made trolling motor batteries. So you, you could buy a 12 volt, 24 volt or 36 volt battery. Um, and you know the the best part about this is just the the weight of these things. It, it was pretty incredible. Um, like a thirty six volt battery was twenty nine pounds, uh, as opposed to having three, you know, sixty pound batteries or fifty pound batteries, whatever you're, you're running. Um, so that weight savings is huge, you know, especially for these bass guys that are you know ripping around the lake at seventy miles an hour. Yeah, and you had in the booth a lot of the bass guys sitting there singing their praises with the lithium. Um the lithium technology to, you know, as the power source of the future kind of thing. Uh, you know, the trade-off is, you know, you, it is lighter, um, you know, charges. I'm not sure how many more charges you can get if you kind of compare it that way. I think you get a lot more. Uh, I, I, I believe compare- it's like, I, I th- I'm pretty sure it's like triple the amount that you can get over, over a lifespan, lifespan of the battery. I remember the guy down there saying that you get 3,000 cycles, right? Or 3,000 charges or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah. So 3,000 charges on your batteries. Um, now, you're going to pay for that, though. You're going to oh, pay, yeah. You're gonna pay. you know, some of the pricing right here that, that you had shot over was it's 1,500 bucks for a 12-volt, uh, $2,200 for a 24-volt. Um, same with, 30, with a 36. Same yeah. with a 36. So your so so now your trolling motor battery is costing sometimes more than your trolling motor, but if you well if you know think about this you know if you're buying those those nice uh, batteries whether when everybody uses those um uh, well, I can't think of what they are right now but some of those batteries are you know a few hundred bucks a piece and they might, you're only getting two two or three years out of them so you know you're running a thirty six volt system and you know you over ten years you, how many batteries are you uh, are you buying? I bet you you're probably right about that. Right. Well, the other thing too that is interesting is the guy was claiming that it charges in just under an hour too. Yeah, that's crazy. So if you think about that, so the guys who you know think about a guide who has a morning trip and an afternoon trip, and for some reason, you know, you had to plug in in between and, and reboot your or recharge your your trolling motor batteries at lunchtime in between um, trips out. Now you can get it fully charged back in less than an hour and be back out on the water ready to go with the confidence knowing that you got a full battery again, which is really nice. So you don't yeah. have that you don't have that you know that slow trickle marine charge um, style battery uh, that where you got to plug it in overnight and pray to God that it's ready to go the next morning. Now you know that you're going to be able to charge it. It's going to charge up faster and quicker, and uh, you know you'll be confident that you're ready to go. I think the weight savings is just it is the a huge aspect of this whole thing, you know. Oh God, dude. If anyone's been moving batteries around in their boats, that oh, God, is going to be a huge thing. Yeah. I, I cringe every spring and fall when I reach down to those compartments and I've got a few boats and every, you know, I've got, so I I'll stack up 10 or 15 batteries by the time I'm done between all the boats. 
Right. And you know, yeah. these guys seem to be, you know, some of the leaders in the industry when it comes to this stuff. Um, the lithium pros, but, and, and I'm sure prices will come down over time. But if you, if you were to go out and you're like, listen, I've got the coin and I, you know, I, I really want to make my boat more efficient and kind of update your boat to take you well into, you know, the future of, of where everything's going. It's probably a good idea to look at, look at the, um, these batteries. Yeah. You know, especially with these, with these new trolling motors coming out, um, these these actually are more efficient than than, um, than an acid battery. So you're actually gaining um, you're actually gaining um, like more power and stuff out of these out of these trolling motors. You know, right. you're running these these lithium batteries. Right. You know, you've got longer battery life. It's uh, lithium is more efficient. Uh, it's lighter. It's faster recharging. So there's a lot of pros to it. Um, as long as you just got a couple extra bucks in your pocket, I would definitely suggest this. And it was that was pretty cool. That booth actually got a lot of excitement too. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We were just walking around. And I think we were walking towards the end and kind of saw this and like, hey, let's check it out. This is kind of a pretty cool uh, uh, little booth and definitely learned a lot there. Yep. All right. Now, those batteries uh, like to fuel these new trolling motors and – the, I, I guess the first one we can talk about is uh, Lowrance trolling motor. Yes, which is uh, the Ghost, I believe. Yep. And so Lowrance came out with a new one this year, and then, or well, their 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 first one, and then also Garmin came out with theirs as well. Minkota, uh, yeah. not Minkota. Um, uh, motor Guide also came out with one. Yep, and Motor Guy came out with one. Yeah. I mean. It, but like as new ones on the scene, Lawrence and, and, and Garmin were the ones to like, they've never had one in the past yeah. and, and everyone's been highly anticipating because obviously you see, you, you see a pattern here, right? You're seeing these fish finders that were linking up with either motor guide or Minkota in the past, but now there's, now they're almost taking out the middleman and now they're just coming out with their own trolling motor. So not only do they control you if you're addicted to, you know, let's say a Lowrance unit. Now, of course, they've got units that are, they've got trolling motors that are going to link up with their, their fish finders. And, you know, you're going to be all Lowrance out kind of thing that I think that's what their hope was. I think this is a very exciting, like I kind of thinking about just the, the evolution of the sonar systems, the past five years with Garmin coming out with pan optics and live scope and everybody chasing them. And then, you know, you've got, uh, what's, what's the Lowrance, uh, um, you think they have out there, which is pretty cool. HCS live, HCS live. And then you have the 360 for, um, for, um, uh, hummingbird. Oh, hummingbird. Yeah. Hummingbird. So it, I, it's pretty cool that, you know, this stuff is pushing it. Um, and competition's great and it's definitely working out for us. And I think these trolling motors are definitely going to help us, um, in, in the trolling motor area too. Yep. And you know, they've, they, they've got the same kind of, They've got you know the same stuff that like you can expect from like a uh, a motor guide or a uh, Minkota with like your spot lock and you know they mm-hmm. they've got things where it links up with your their fish finders to put you on um, you know a path of let's say you're trolling a a break or something like that you can do all that kind of stuff and it'll link up with your trolling motor uh, or link up with your fish finder um, but some of the key differences like 
I don't know, getting to, I just really want to jump to the Garmin one because that's the one that really sticks in my brain. Was well, one. one had, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the Lawrence one actually had um, an option where it would, it would, it would give you its own um, path. So it would steer based on what it's, it's reading off the mapping chip. Right. Uh, which I thought was really cool. You know, there's sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to fish that. And you can be like, okay, you know, Trillimar, what do you think? And it, you know, it will, it'll, it'll go over there and do it. Yeah. The one thing that the Lowrance thing had was the power pole foot control or our, yeah. Control pedal on there. Yeah. It was um, wires. Yeah. Yep. And I thought that was actually a better deal than the Garmin one. Um, and we'll get to that with the Garmin, but, uh, yeah. so the Lowrance has got uh, 120, um, pound thrust, it's got a 97 pound thrust, right? So this is, these are all in the same unit. So depending on the volts you're running, uh, that will tell you what your 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 thrust is going to be. Right. So you don't have to buy a separate motor anymore based off of the thrust, right? Is that what you're saying? So yeah, in the past you would go out there and be like, okay, I want to run a 36 volt or 24 volt or 12 volt system. Uh, and then you would have to buy 50, 60, 80, 90, 100, whatever for thrust. Uh, now everything is condensed down where you, you buy one system and you're getting up to 120 or up to 97, depending on uh, the volt of the battery, which I think are pretty cool. Yeah. And I would assume just based off of, you know, what we've been reviewing that these, mo- these new motors are going to perform better on uh, the new lithium batteries. Yes. But, you know, the nice thing about lithium is, um, which I'm still learning all this too, but the, um, so you got your your volts that run steady on a lithium, whereas a bat an acid battery, the volts drop a, as the as the uh, the battery gets 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 uh, it's worn exhausted. down. Yeah, like your like think of your phone, your iPhone. Your iPhone's going to work as normal as it would with a hundred percent battery, as it does with five percent battery. Yes, rather than have it, you know, perform less at five percent and a hundred percent. So it's going to give give it its all. Until you know, it's basically out of juice. Like a 12 volt battery would probably start out at you know 13 volts roughly or 12.5 volts, and by the time it's done on a lead lead battery, it's you know it'll it'll run to you know five volts, three volts, two two volts, one volt volts, and it's it's gone. Where a lithium battery will run 12 the entire time and then just go to zero. Yeah. One thing I thought about this one is they had it mounted on a boat there, and it seemed bulky to yep. me. It seemed a little. Um, I don't know, not, not, it's not that it was hard to use or cumbersome or anything like that, but just sitting on the bow of the boat, it looked huge. It, it, it have, definitely looked huge and it was more boxy than any other ones were. Yeah. Like the head of the motor and things like that, it kind of looks like something out of the, it looks more like a vacuum head or something like that, but <laughs> something like Star Wars. Yeah. It was crazy looking. Yeah. And I thought it took up, you know, a decent amount of room off your bow. So that's one thing that you might want to take a look at. Um, but the foot pedal was wired into the, the motor itself, uh, and things like that. So take a look at the trolling motors. And I think they start somewhere around $3,000 for the Lowrance trolling motor. I believe that's the only option as of right now. It's a, it's a 47 inch shaft and that's all you get. Um, I thought the cool thing about the Lowrance was the breakaway mount. So, you know, if you're a bass guy, you, you know you're, you're you're bound to hit something. Um, and I think having that breakaway um, and having it realigned automatically is pretty awesome. 
So explain that in a little bit more detail um, for anyone who might not understand that. So, you know, you're, you're, say you're trolling down, you're trolling around and all of a sudden, you know, a stump comes up and, you know, you, you run into the stump. And so what's going to happen is the whole motor and shaft is going to pivot backwards. And then oh, once okay. that stump clears, it's going to come right back and, and line right back up. Per, oh, put you, put you right back in the same path you were going on. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I, I have, I, I know I've broken a shaft or um, in in my Minn Kota. Um, and I tell you, that's kind of a painful situation. You know, with, with this, this is definitely going to alleviate some of those, uh, some of that frustration. Right. Okay. So then we go to the Garmin trolling motor. And uh, I was pretty, I was pretty pumped about this one. Pretty impressed with Garmin. Um, yeah, I agree. I think this is, the, this was definitely the, the show, the show winner. Yeah, and actually, it literally was the show winner for new fishing technologies or trolling motors or something like that. It took home the award. Um, but you know, you're the same kind of thing. So it's it's this new this new motor where you get you know a hundred pound thrust at thirty six volts, uh, and you compare that to the Lorance, which has one hundred and twenty at thirty six, and then it goes down to eighty at twenty four volts uh, versus the ninety seven on the Lorance one. But on this one, it's a little bit different. A couple different bells and whistles. One, it's got a wireless pedal, which yeah. if you're so it's cool. So if you're at the back of the boat, you can control the, the the trolling motor from the back of the boat, and you like you're one of those guys that likes to keep their foot on the pedal for whatever reason, and you're not up at the bow. Uh, I'm not sure why you would do that because it also comes with a remote as well. But um, basically you're not limited to a cord anymore. So we're, if you've got a big bow and a big casting deck, you know, you don't have to be right up at the very tip of the bow. You can kind of be back a little bit more on that casting platform and just take that, uh, that foot pedal with you. You know, and, and the Garmin rep that we were talking to, I, I think he said that that thing is going to basically going to run the entire season on one charge. Yeah. And it's incredible. It wasn't it charged, but just by two double a batteries, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 the wireless so the wireless foot pedal there's a separate housing in there that's waterproof and everything, but I'm pretty sure it only took two AA batteries to run the pa- the uh, the pedal itself, and so it's not something that you separately charge or plug in or anything like that. You just carry some AA batteries with you, and uh, you know the 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 pedal's ready to go. And he said it lasts one season. Yeah, I, I believe you can plug it in too. Oh, you can? Okay. Yeah, I, I think I remember hearing that. Um, the only thing about that pedal I didn't like was there was a lag. So when you put your foot down on it and you press down or back or whatever you're doing, there you had to go a little distance before that, that motor clicked in. Um, but once it started moving, it was it was super fast. It was almost like a, a cable-driven motor. Yeah, I, I didn't notice the lag that much as much as you did. You probably got more experience with it, but I thought it was pretty damn quick. I mean, it's not like you're going to be like you're not going to step on the pedal and say, "Okay, where's my power at?" No, no. You, but there was there was probably like an inch of play before it kicked in. Yeah, if you're super picky, you might notice it, but I think for the most part, it's something that you would just probably would just have to get used to. Yeah, having. I agree. And I think once you had it, you used it for a few times, you would probably never even know a difference. And the next thing that they had, which was cool, was the remote gestures. That was awesome. So if you're fishing and you've got the remote in your hand, it links up with the motor. And if you wave your hand to the right, it would jog more to the right. 
and head in that direction. Or if you wave it to the left, it would go in that way. And then the guy was like turning the motor basically with the remote and just pivoting his hand around and the remote and the motor was following its gestures going in that direction. I believe you could raise the raise and lower the speed too with it. I think you yep. roll, I think you roll left or right. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. That, I thought the remote wasn't too bulky or anything like that. Um, I couldn't remember if it had a lanyard around it or not for a hookup. I would I think imagine it did. Yeah. I'd imagine you'd want that, but I just think like, you know, anything with Garmin, anything down to their watches, you know, their GPS units or fish finders and stuff like that. They come out with some pretty cutting edge stuff. And, uh, you know, this one was pretty impressive. I think, you know, a lot of folks were impressed with the sleek look of it. If you look at it, it's a lot smaller than the Lowrance trolling motor. Um, it's got a small motor head on it. When it stores and stows onto the bow, it doesn't take up a ton of room. Um, you know, if you're if if that wireless foot pedal, I think you, it'll have a lot less clutter up on your bow and things like that. You but know, a nice a nice thing about that also was the. Um the ability to to change the deucer in it. So if you want to run, because Garmin has a, a huge list of deucers. You, you know, you can run UHD or uh, you know any of the GT or CV deucers, and all you're basically doing is is opening up the bottom of, of the of the um, of the motor and just popping in whatever deucer you want. Right, and this is why you know, like getting back to what we talked about these fish find fish finder companies and things like that coming out with their own trolling motors. You know. The, if you stick with their trolling motor, basically you're going to be fully integrated into their system and it's just going to work a lot smoother and better. Like you said, tra- changing out deucers and things like that is really just going to be a mindless thing to do from now on. Yeah, I agree. I think it's basically, you can set this thing up to however you want to run these, these, uh, you know, however you want to fish. Um, you know, I, I know like I, I have a bass boat and, I also have a, a deeper water boat that I fish out of, and you know I I have those rigged completely different, um, and it'll be nice to customize these to any way I want. Well, also it'd probably be a lot easier just to move the trolling motor over with your electronics as well. Uh, yeah, like what I'm doing now with my Garmin units is I have mounts, um, so I my head units just get swapped back and forth between the, the boats, um, and I can see something like this happen with with their uh, the motors also yeah that's what i'm saying is just like if i got two boats and i'm running them at different times of the season for long periods of time you know for whatever you know if you're running a boat differently in the spring than you are in late summer or in, in summer i would just if you could take your trolling motor over with the the fish finders as well and now you got you don't have to pay for a separate trolling motor or anything like that because they all link up so nice yeah um and i I'm, my bet is that eventually the watches will control these 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 trolling motors also. You know, Garmin's got those those pretty awesome watches, and I can't I can definitely see them. You know, Remember, having I asked control. them that. Yeah, you did. That's right. I asked them that when I was down there. I said, "Are you going to be able to control the trolling motor from your watches, or you know, voice command, um, or push button, like you know, an, an app on the phone or something like that, or if it links Bluetooth, you could just touch your watch to get it to stop if you didn't have the remote or anything like that." And his his comment was, there's a lot of things coming with integrations with the watches. That was his yeah. only comment. So I'm assuming something like that would come. But you know, I'm assuming firmware. They'll have some updates with these things, and they'll they'll keep firing them out, and these things will get better and better over time. Yeah, and Garmin's really good at that with firmwares. 
yeah, uh, they updates, are. updates on their watches and stuff like that. And I'm sure all that's going to happen with their fish finders, et cetera. But the one thing with that Garmin is it is only freshwater. So the saltwater guys are out of luck right now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're. I'm sure something. Bit, yeah. I'm sure yeah, they'll be, be banging on that door. It, to me, when they, when everyone, when we got to ICAST and we were looking at these trolling motors, it was like a race, right? So the, yeah. I think the race was to get it ready for ICAST and you know, whatever they had, whatever technology was available at that time. Um, they didn't want to, to be behind a Lowrance or a motor guide, uh, coming out with their new trolling motor. So it was important, I think for all these companies to, to show what they had because it was expected. You know, I hear a rumor. There's another one coming and I can't think of who it was that is coming. Yeah. We didn't spend much time on the motor guide one, did we? Uh, we looked at it and it was basically, I think it was more geared towards the bass fisherman and I kind of just walked right past it, to be honest with you. It had a cable drive system. I remember that. Yeah. And I think cable drive is, that's just not for me anymore. Right. But, you know, and the other thing to mention for both of these motors, both for Lowrance and for Garmin is they really stress the, uh, brush brushless, uh, motor technology, which makes the units, uh, quieter overall. So I think that's just way the way the technology of um, all trolling motors are going to be heading towards just being quiet, more efficient, um, obviously more efficient with battery life with lithium and all that kind of stuff. But, all right, man. Well, that was cool. I think we reviewed a lot of great products for folks to uh, take a look at. Matt, thank you for coming on the podcast again today. Uh, I'll link to all these um, great companies and products in the show notes and you guys can dive a little bit deeper in on them, but that's just an overview from what we, uh, what we kind of, um, thought of everything. And, uh, yeah. And if you, Oh, one more thing on the pricing for Garmin, it was right around Lowrance. So it's like 3,200 bucks, uh, yeah. for this unit. They had and, two different shafts, shaft length. They had a 50 and a 57, I believe yeah. it was 31 or 32, depending on the, on the length. But the, the prices all seem to be very similar around that 3000 mark. So yeah. you're, and then if you throw in the the, the lithium ion um, trolling uh, or I'm sorry uh, batteries as well, you're looking close to five thousand dollars for a complete new setup. Yeah, which is what I paid for my boat. <laughs> Start saving some money. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. All right. Thanks, buddy. See ya. There you go, guys. There's a few products for you guys to go out and check out. Um, look in the show notes for the websites for links for these products that can take you directly to um, what we just talked about. And you guys can kind of get more into the weeds of what all these products have to offer. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, these are I am not affiliated with any of these companies in any way. So these are a non-biased um, uh, opinion. And it's just my opinion. And uh, so go check them out. Let me know what you guys think. I'm looking forward to doing some more podcasts here coming up. We got a few uh, biologists coming on the podcast to talk some specific questions that we have about um, actually uh, bass. So we'll get into that. And until next time, guys, tune in, subscribe, like, leave a review, and uh, follow me on social. All right, guys, take care. Thanks for listening.